Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Pod channel with Stacey June and Christy Mercer. Hello, welcome. what's going on? Welcome, welcome over everybody. Yeah, welcome over everybody to yes. our uh, our pod channel. Welcome another week where we have so many cool things to get stuck into. The final week of March has brought uh, to our attention that we almost missed having an entire podcast on endometriosis mm-hmm. which I think is crazy because we covered it so much on the radio show and in other oldie episodes so this week we revisit uh, where Syl Friedman is with her organization Endoactive and that'll be coming up uh, on the pod channel uh, because it is endometriosis month in case you're not aware and we are very passionate about being advocates of spreading the word when it comes to endo and the education information we can have around it. Oh my god, absolutely! And you know what? We'll find out later in the in the week, especially as we um, play out that interview that we had and chat we had with Syl. But it, it the work that they do and the awareness that Endoactive and a lot of uh, endometriosis organisations around this country. Um, are bringing to people has really been felt on a personal level by you and I, you in particular, Stace. That's so, right. That's right. So whew. we'll revisit a few uh, different podcasts so everybody feels like they're up to speed. Well, when it's as prevalent as diabetes and asthma, we should all be across the fact that majority, you know, like well, most a, people would have someone that they know that has endo. It's a major health issue in this country. Mm. So um, that's coming up this week. Of course, we'll be dropping the 411 a little bit later. But today... Oh man, I want to get stuck into and share with everybody five clear steps on how I have learned to activate the art of letting go. Oh, I love things in steps because I'm quite practical. I'm like, okay, this is brilliant, but how am I... How am I actually going out and doing this? So yeah, I'm into and, that. and how I got to it. I mean, surrender is a very big word that's going around my house at mm. the moment. But I, I really have tried to activate it in a process rather than just kind of wishy washed it away. You Love know? it. I want to bring today something that I've been thinking about probably for the last five or so weeks, and that is the fact that I really want to get off the contraceptive pill and stay off of it, and why. Mm. why I've come to that decision. What, why you've come off the decision to be off it in the first place. Yep. Right. Yeah. From just like a like a personal, uh, like I want to have a cleanse because a lot of people do it or is it an actual something? Um, it's a whole, a whole range of things. Do you want me to kick things off yeah, sure. about this? So I, my story about um, being on the pill is very similar to a lot of young women. Um, not just in this country, but everywhere. It almost seems like a thing. You know how everybody around grade three gets braces and it's like, it's not a great thing. <laughs> I was to say, if you're getting the pill at grade three. No, you, no, no, braces. Yeah. <laughs> Most people, you look around, you're like, look, this isn't great, but at least, you know, 90% of my class has braces or some kind of orthodontic shit going on. I have told you the story about how my orthodontist got stabbed in the neck. Right? <laughs> 
Please do tell. And so sometimes you would get a glimpse of the marks. What do you mean, Dale? Like by well, orthodontics I mean, I, or just stabbed by a knife? He got stabbed by a knife. It's not funny, but it oh. is quite an it's quite a epic story. Was it an urban legend amongst yeah, your friends of, yeah. where it was the next stabbed up? Everybody you know, went to Smiley Riley. Like, <laughs> He was based in Mooney Ponds in uh, Melbourne and everyone went to Smiley Riley and Smiley Riley, as as the tale says, got stabbed and sometimes Jesus. you would see the stab marks on his neck. I'd go to the dentist just for that, to yeah, suss I out thought, that See, so that's why I threw that in there. Sicko. I was terrified. You would have found it fascinating. <laughs> I did not. Okay, so it's similar to that in that. Most people are on it. And I remember around the age of probably 16, 17, especially going to an all-girls school, it was just a thing where your besties, pretty much everybody in year level would be like, oh, what pill are you on? Oh, I'm on I'm on this pill. Oh, I'm on, I'm on Diane. Oh, I'm on Diane. Yaz. I'm on Yaz. What? I'm on Yasmin. They're do all we, these like 80s names. Do we know why they're called women's names? Well, I know that Diane spins off, it's like, is it Diana something, like the particular hormone? It's like oh, a spin-off of that makes sense. the extended name of the hormone or the um, ingredients within the pill, I think. Yeah, right. Um, but essentially they all are from the 80s and have like a very strong perm, I feel, all yeah. of the names of 100%. the pills. 100%. Like, could Where's be like Cheryl? We need a Cheryl. Tracy yeah. or something. Like, I wonder <laughs> if that pill really gets your mood swinging. Like, <laughs> like far out, I'm on Cyclo Tracy. I'm an absolute psycho right now. So literally for the last decade, over a decade of my life being on the pill has been an incredibly unconscious thing I didn't ever feel like oh there's a choice or what am I putting into my body or what is it even doing to my body or what is my life on the pill versus off the pill how's it affecting my mood my sleep the way I eat my hormones like it was just something that you did when you started having sex, and for me that was around 17, and ever really since then up until I think probably only the last 12 months, it's just been a part of my life that I have never really questioned. And as somebody that questions a lot of things and is quite curious and likes to know different bits and pieces, to be putting a, a hormone in your body that is so deeply affecting and changing the way that your body and that your mood um, works naturally is pretty fucking confronting i think the thing though and i will play devil's advocate of this i've never been on the pill i was on it for a couple of years and it wreaked havoc with me so i'm probably the wrong person to play devil's advocate because i've never really it never got along with me and i quit it pretty early in the piece but it was very important for me to find some level of contraception particularly in my 20s to ensure that i didn't fall pregnant and that's the catch, right? Because mm. there's a reason everybody is on it. There is a reason people get straight on it when they want to start experimenting in particular. You're not thinking uh, as smartly all the time when you're starting to have sex or maybe starting to have casual sex. You're young. I guess that there is also a reason why the masses end up on it. Of course. And when things are the done thing, that's why they're the done thing. Yeah. You know, and I was listening to this podcast. I should um, – I should put a link to it um, in the show notes here. Joe Rogan's podcast. Remember, I was obsessed with, and then mm-hmm. he just, yeah, he talks too much of the stuff. Yeah, there's for a me. lot. There's a lot, and he's quite like, self-involved. But a some lot of, of plugs, like yeah, I don't like. I don't need to. I'm here listening to you. I don't need to be told ten other things to do as yes. well. Some of the guests that he have that he has on are fascinating. And mm. my favorite ever podcast that he has done is with um, a lady uh, by the name of Kelly Brogan. 
Dr. Kelly Brogan. She's a holistic women's health psychiatrist. And it was a sidetrack of their conversation, like you were with the Smiley Riley thing before. Mm. In the first 10 minutes, this conversation... about how their orthodontist got stabbed. (laughs) No. They spoke about finding a balance within cycles of energy. Okay. And then because she's written a book and done a lot of work in this, she's had a New York Times bestseller called Mind of Your Own mm-hmm. and she does a lot of work around mental health but in particular for women and mm-hmm. how your gut health and diet and your hormonal activity is really a, a, quite affected, uh, you know, s- uh, around your mood. Mm. And so it was this detour of a conversation but that's the fucking best part of the podcast because for 15 minutes she starts talking about the fact that women on the pill are so unconscious And she said, you know, I'm almost 40 and I've been on the pill for most of my life. And I used to think that being on the, you know, getting my period or not having my period is an on or an off switch. That we're kind of like lateral. That you either have your period, oops, switch on, or you don't, oops, switch off. Where she's like, actually, it's the complete opposite, whereby women are cyclic beings. And our cycle in terms of our energy um, is really closely connected to nature. And even when we had Melissa Ambrosini on the on the podcast a couple of weeks back and I'd started reading her book that I'm, I really am digging open wide, she even talks about how closely connected your menstrual cycle is to the moon and the fact that the word menstruation is actually derived from the Latin word month. Yeah, I told Which you. in itself means did moon. You listen to me on I, that radio show we did, how my period got synced up to the moon. Did you, did you listen? I did listen, but it's not until... You know, we we speak about this all the time where it's like sometimes you hear things a thousand times but it's not until you're actually ready to listen and it yeah. means something to you. Yeah. I felt this urge to want to get off the pill probably 12 months ago but I was in a long-term relationship of eight and a half years and we didn't use condoms like, a, you know, like a lot of long-term relationships and I thought, fuck, I can't. How can I go from eight years of not using a condom to using them? And the last easy. time, random, <laughs> pretty no, easy. No, no, no. But I was in a relate, but in a relationship, like to oh, take away. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. It sorry, kind sorry. of feels like you know, like having something and then taking it away after all of this time. This kind of sense of intimacy, especially when for the last twelve months of our relationship, yeah. things were very rocky. Yeah. Sex wasn't that frequent, and when it was, it felt really nice to be like emotionally and physically connected to him and. I just wasn't in a in a place probably emotionally in that relationship or personally where I felt I could take away another way of connecting with him. Plus, I think you were almost you you had a foot out the door, so I think to some degree you probably didn't also want to change too much in your own body. I've been I've gone to the doctor once before to get a pill uh, the script for the pill and ask, I haven't had my period in the last like 5 years. Is that normal? And they're like, yeah, it's completely fine. It's just a side effect. Your body just gets used to it. But there was something in me that I was like, I don't think that's right. I'm just going to go off of it and see how I feel. So four years ago, I went off the pill for, I think it was probably about nine months and my skin went crazy. I had kind of acne around 15, 16, but this was probably 10 times worse. Mm. And I know it's a bit like first world problems. There are children starving in Africa, but it made me depressed to the point where I struggled to be social. I struggled to meet people. I struggled to do my job where you're face-to-face looking and interviewing or hosting things because the entire time somebody would be looking at my face, I was so in my own head of thinking they're looking at my pimples. Mm. And it really really severely affected my confidence so in a way four years ago the first time I decided to have a break from the pill after 
you know, 10 years of being on it, I almost felt like my hand had been forced back on it. I've been off of the pill for five weeks. Mm. And again, my skin has gone pretty nuts. I'm pushing through hoping that my skin will improve and that my body at the moment is going, whoa, hang on a second, lady. You've been on a particular type of hormone that you've been taking daily for almost a decade and I'm reacting in a weird way because I don't know what's going on, but I feel so determined to be able to, I've never actually experienced what it is to be a woman. Apart from that nine months, four years ago, I don't actually know what it is to be a woman and ride that wave of energy and and actually feel what it is to experience a menstrual cycle. It because funny. in a way I've numbed my body out for all of this time and you do your body behaves on this flat line almost behaving like a man. Well, I wouldn't go that far because you still do produce hormones and you still do, most people still ovulate. But yeah, there is a different, you are on a different kind of frequency when you're having something external kind of pump your body to make something that happens quite naturally not happen. I haven't had a period in, mm, I reckon, close to seven, eight years. Yeah, right. Every now and then I'll get sporadic bleeding. And it just, there's something in my tummy that's telling me it's not right. And I think it's not right for you. So I think it's a really important factor. I don't think you want to be freaking people out that there's a right way or a wrong way because now you're saying it's not right and you want to get off it. Obviously it works for some people and those thought, that thought process isn't really something that overweighs not falling pregnant. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So Mm. you've, there's, there aren't that many options to naturally not fall pregnant. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, so over the past few months, there's been two factors of me being quite interested in learning to let go and surrendering. One of them is that I feel like the universe has forced my hand a little bit because a lot happened that I suppose was out of my control, i.e., you know, we were no longer working in radio just like that. There was all these kinds of different situations which that that kind of filters on from a fairly big decision um, like that that's made without your knowledge really or any kind of input or control yes um and then I think just general change of hopping into a new relationship getting engaged lots of different things going on that I think it gets to a point where so you making decisions or so much change is happening around you that you um either can resist it and make things really hard for yourself or you buckle down and you learn you try and learn the art of 
knowing how to let go of things and you don't really think much mm. about it it's just mm. another word a, that's a thrown around thing. yeah like yeah. oh i've got to learn to let go of that mm. what does it actually mean to let go is something that i suppose i'd never really dug that deep into because for the bulk of my life coming up in a, a household that was full of you know instability I grew into a fairly strong control freak control was what I did to survive and how I felt secure with my own environments my own self my own home my work everything and so to get to a point where you lose that half force like your hand is forced and half that you know that that's a lesson that's coming for you that you need to learn how to do is quite confronting and it's something that I have worked really really hard on and I mean every single day for the last probably three to four months Mm. I have consciously gone through steps to say the words I let go of that universe I surrender this to you was there this want to to try and let go or learn the lesson that you're learning now but just not having an ability to like were you almost going oh I'd love to be able to do that but I can't um I uh, no, I I think so many things are disguised as personality traits. <laughs> I think we often tell ourselves that's who I am, mm. and I like control. I also, you know, run a team or like had the one with the vision or you know had the ideas and and was head of the pack, saying come this way, you know. And some of that, I suppose, is personality, but a lot of it was control. I realized more than ever that my relationship had very quickly become the most important thing to me in my life. And there was so much changing and so much good coming that I was even starting to resist that. So Mm. even when you had good come your way, because you think you're going to resist the bad change, oh, that's scary, I don't want to do that. But I would have good change coming my way and I was still resisting because I wasn't in control of it. Control kind of looks like you're a person that you want to be the boss and you want to control things because you want to have power. It's actually not about that at all. It's about, for me, it's been about worrying about what everyone else's situation is. If I can control it, then that means everyone will be fine, therefore I'm fine. Mm. And so through this, I have... tiring. Oh, exhausting. Do you reckon this is one of your biggest challenges? Of my life? Yeah. Easily. Mm. It's opened up so many things, which I won't go into all of those. We've got plenty of plenty of time across the year to, to go through other things that's opened up for me. But I did want to share the actual practical steps that I've gone through to help myself surrender. And Gabby Bernstein is, um, you know, she's a life coach, a... Um, a healer, like a a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. And she's also really more or less a self-confessed kind of spiritual junkie that Mm -hmm. really learned lessons through her own journey. She drank a lot. She wasn't going down the path that she wanted and snapped herself out of it and then created, I guess, a way, very similar to myself, created a way of living that worked for herself, which now she teaches a lot of people. Now, the book that I'm reading is The Universe Has Your Back. And the five steps aren't from that book specifically but she does a lot of work like this that we'll put uh, up on our socials and on our website but the first step is uh, to five steps to spiritual surrender according to her is that you need to take your hands off the wheel i.e stop driving the car bitch and you do that by prayer so when she says prayer and when americans often say prayer there's a real tendency to straight away go i'm not religious especially preachy Christians. Mm, you know, you kind of mm. get this idea. It's like, pray to God, 
Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Pray to God. Take yeah. the hands off the wheel <laughs> and you pray. You pray, I, you ask, you receive, you ask and you're like. Because I almost tune. I don't, I'm getting better, but I reckon you say that to me 12 months ago and I'd be like, I'm out. And so again, she says, God, Oprah says, God, I think Oprah was one of the first people that I suppose really started to listen and look at her. The way she speaks to God was such an open offering mm. to other people's gods. So Prayer doesn't have to mean God or religion. It simply means that you're talking to someone else. And is that what you do? Um, For me, it's become much more prayer. Number two is focus on what is thriving. So in this time where we have set up our own pod channel, we've got a little studio, I work from home, uh, we are being flexible, we're doing the kinds of content we want, We've we've not have not gone backwards on guests you know we Mm. just are thriving in the kinds of conversations we're having the one thing that i'll focus on is the one tech thing that happened that day yeah the bad stuff it's so easy to do that in these kinds of times and i'm still not clocking this step but Mm. it, it that's one of the steps is to focus on what is thriving what you have rather than what you want it's not hard to do that especially when shit's hard like I've got mates of mine that same deal will have an awesome day and the one thing that fucks up they'll focus on that because it's almost like a way of if I focus on the bad stuff then that'll somehow fix it but I think as well you focus on the bad stuff because you're feeling bad it's harder to snap out of that stuff Mm. when you're already in a bit of a I'm more you know I'm generally a fairly positive person and I that's that's been zapped out of me for the last couple of months so it's just that little bit extra harder to Mm. think positively when you're not naturally in that headspace number three obstacles are detours in the right direction Mm. so often we talk about challenges and I I took a lot and I still am trying to really seep into this one that we look at obstacles hurdles challenges all these words and there still really is that negative connotation like this time has been hard. This mm. obstacle is difficult. This challenge was hard. If Back only then, this didn't muck up, then we'd be here. Yeah, or, or even stuff. just like I need to get over this challenge. I know this challenge will teach me something, but the challenge still feels heavy. The fourth is ask for a sign, which has been one that I've absolutely always done and then went off the road a little bit with. So, so what, is that, what does that mean, ask for a sign? I have gotten so specific that I have a picture in my head that when I actually don't, know the answer to a question and it could be uh should I work on this today or you know is this situation it could even be I don't really know what to say to this person or should I do this I've literally now in the morning saying I surrender that over to you I'm not thinking about that anymore and I'll wait to see what comes up and what can be the sign your own consciousness a thought like something that happens something well, in, you read in the past that you'll just know what it is and you'll get an idea but what gabby says is to actually choose an object so choose something that's specific i it's quite remarkable but i in the back of my head I uh, had a particular, I don't know, it's personal, so I'm not going to share what it is, but it's, which is weird for me, but I had something in my head that I wanted as my sign. And I thought, all right, universe, I'm going to put this out there. Let so me know. You, so are you thinking of, are you thinking of what the sign will be and then waiting for it to happen? For this, it was just a test to see if it would work. Like I wasn't asking anything specific. Okay. I was like, if this is, if you're really ready to play, mm-hmm. here's what I'm thinking of you know you show me how that works okay and within 24 hours I randomly saw this chick out of nowhere wear a t-shirt with this particular thing that I was like what standing in front of me in a line and that you don't this particular object was actually an animal 
You don't see that animal on a jumper. And the last one is when you think you're surrendered, surrender some more. Mm. So do you I feel like the, do you feel like you can in this place where you all you've done the last few months is surrender? Do you feel like you can still surrender more from where you are now? One hundred percent. Yeah, right. I feel like I've had so many walls and so many layers. I think we all do. Mm. And look, to be fair, I must admit, I don't think I'm at the point where I think you have to continue to surrender because you have all these challenges that come up every day, and you grasp to them like we all grasp to everything that comes up. And I've, and I, and so you think, oh, I'm surrendering. It's not one thing. And then you've just done this big overhaul of surrendering and then life, that's it. You know, you can grab onto the fact that someone didn't call you back yesterday or mm. that Ben said he was going to cook chicken, but he cooked pork instead. Or you can. Chicks really, I think girls in particular really, yeah. really um, torture ourselves over if the outcome isn't what I had envisaged in my head, then it equals neg. But that's control. It's exactly so, what I had an issue from. So. I, and I wanted to be clear, you know, at the moment I'm still finding it all really uncomfortable. Mm. So this surrender place, I can't say from my experience so far, has made everything feel better. Okay. Not right now. It still feels like I'm really throwing up stuff and I don't have all of the answers. But what it has allowed me to do is somehow through the process of really really practicing the art of it not just doing it because I want not just doing it because I'm reading a book and someone's telling me to do it but that I actually do want to control things less I actually do want to stop overthinking I actually do want to live what my journey and what my actual whole point of being on this earth is meant to be I want to find that out and I don't think you can can mm. control that do you think people are more afraid to surrender now than we've ever been like do you think there's the gen as a general rule people are wanting to control their lives more than they ever have so that's why there's a more of a struggle than ever before to be able to surrender and hand things over to the universe in a way I think the way that our day-to-day setup is is that we've got so many opportunities to fill our, our mind and our space like so say your mind and your being is a big paddock and maybe 10 years ago, you would have that paddock full with a certain amount of things because you had all these, you had an offering to go for lunch, you had an offering to read a book, you have an offering to see a band, you have an offering to have a bath or a share. You know, it's filling up yeah, with all yeah, the things yeah. you've got on offer. Now we have so much on offer that we're filling that that land mm. that we call our lives, our beings with everything because we've got the option to and we don't leave space to be or space to see what could come without you just go grab it Mm. because it's there but we're not creating space to see what presents itself and we used to be able to do that so I think it is harder but I think it was probably hard to begin with so this is the list that's from your bathroom yeah I've got that I've got it pinned up in front of the toilet those five steps and we'll share them online for you if you like and this unattachment is great but it also is really isolating and a bit lonely and a little bit um numbing mm. for a bit i think it's cool that you've lifted the lid on that a little bit because i think for a for a lot of people looking in are like oh well she's just spiritual how do i do that you know well how do you all right i want to do this letting go thing but how but it's actually it's like it's kind of like homework, like to see all of the notes and bits and pieces around your house and your reading and you're taking notes and you're listening to podcasts. It, it's work. 
Yeah, and I'd love to hear, you know, I have been thinking about this a bit, but I'd love to hear, you can contact me on Instagram or whatever if you're a person that wants to learn to do more of this. I don't know if a lot of people are reaching out and I, it's been hard because, you know, we were talking about the expert thing and all of that. There's been so much time and I, I am interested in just knowing who's out there looking to find this homework or to find a place I don't think you do a uni course in how to be spiritual. I know, though. but that's what sometimes it is. But, you know, I'd love to hear if you're a person that mm. would want more of this kind of stuff. I remember when you first spoke about it on the radio show, you said I'm a bit, Im- not embarrassed, but I feel very vulnerable talking about a practice of spirituality that I have had for years and have never actually really told anybody about and I think in a way that gives other people permission to do the same to see somebody practicing it and living it and learning bits and pieces yeah there's no way I would um I'll be the person that I am now with this kind of I don't know soak in a lot from you Mm. and I'm inspired by you a lot in this especially in this kind of stuff Mm, thank you yeah it's true I probably I probably have I don't know if I've ever actually told you that I'm about to cry now. It wasn't even that long ago that you were shuffling angel cards and I was like, what are these? Can I have a look? And you were like, (laughs) and you let me, but I was like, oh, how mystical. This is some weird thing. Now I do them every single night. Like, so yeah, Yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's nice. But um, yeah, who knows? Who knows what this space, whatever this, (laughs) this acre of land that I have, it's very empty. (laughs) It's fucking terrifying. (laughs) It's like. Not even any animals. I'm over in the Not other, even. I'm in the other paddock like, hey. Yeah, you're next door. You haven't gone anywhere, but you've got your own acre, you know. Uh, we can't be, we cannot have the same acre. Mine's fine. And fun, I think no. for a long time we thought we nah. A, needed to, B, what does it mean if we have separate acres? But that in itself is probably a good thing to come from, the spa, from this space because well, otherwise yeah. we're just mowing Sharing each other's <laughs> lawns and shit, you know. There's not enough food to go around for all the fucking animals, yeah? Well, we had too many animals and now we're bloody. Well, I don't know what you got over there. It sounds a bit busier than mine, I must say. But, you know, not even the animal that's like my animal to the universe to have a sign is on my acre. That is how empty it is. There's going to be a peacock at some point just flying with its fucking amazing wings. That is the animal. It's a peacock. It's a blue fucking peacock. I'm that telling you. is insane. Yeah. Did you just understand what you just did? I've just got goosebumps. You just really? said my sign. <laughs> Oh my gosh! You just said my sign. It's the sign I didn't want to tell anyone. (laughs) Oh my god! My hair's standing up on my arm. So when you just said the when you looked at me and you said that is my sign. (laughs) When you looked at me and you said that's the animal, I was like, oh, I've given her a suggestion. So now you'd be like, oh, this is the animal I'll wish away, like I'll wish for. But that was what you were talking about before. I saw the peacock in Alice Springs. Oh my god, that is so (laughs) full on. We need to go. Oh god, fuck. (laughs) So maybe my peacock is in my acre after all, because you. Well, I've seen it somewhere. I don't know, but I just said that without oh, even. I've got sweaty pants all of a sudden. I don't even sweat. <sighs> that is insane. That was my animal. Oh, I was going to ask you after we stopped recording. I was going to say, "What's that thing you were talking about on someone's jumper?" It was a peacock. It was a peacock. Oh wow! So <laughs> On that note, you can Love leave. You. I mean, if you can't leave a fucking review after that moment, mic dropped. See ya. Share it and shit. <laughs>
Spotify, iTunes, the website. Ciao. Unplanned again. Love this podcast, but you want to chat about it more? Make sure you go to the Thinker Girls on Facebook. Uh, that's obviously us and Insta, because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you, Posse. Yes, we want to know what you think, Posse. So every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media, so you have an opportunity to share your opinions. Plus, we're on Insta Stories every damn day, so you get to come along with us for this crazy TG ride. Yeah, Merce. Head to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or even Twitter to find us. 